If you have your Bibles with you, can you turn to 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. We are going to read a couple of scriptures from 1 John chapter 4. In fact, we are going to read from verse 7 through 21. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. I request you to pay attention to each word as we read. Verse 8, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him, and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him that we, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Here we read a scripture portion written by, we believe it's written by the Apostle John. And he is stating the importance of love that as children of God, we need to have. And if I would say a key scripture of the whole thing that we read, it is 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, and we are going to read that again. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Can you read that together? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. If God is love, those who are born of God must love. I want you to you know, carefully follow me because there is a certain number of logic built in this in, in the scriptures. If God is love, those who are born of God must love. If everyone who loves others is born of God, everyone who hates others is not 
born of God. If everyone who loves is born of God, everyone who does not love is not born of God. If those who love others is born of God, those who do not love others is born of the devil. If those who love are children of God, those who do not love others are descendants of the devil. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as Descendants of God or Devil. Can you say that with me? Descendants of God or Devil. So I would like to you know, divide this entire scripture into four different sections. Number one, verses 7 through 11, knowing God through love. So the second section, 12 to 16, seeing God through love. 17 to 19, the consummation of love. I will talk about what it is. Verses 20 to 21, obedience to the commandment of love. Now that's how we divide the scripture portion and we are going to move forward. So let's go to the first section, verses 7 through 11. Knowing God through love. How do we know our God? We know our God when we read the scripture, when we listen to the sermon, you know, there are many different, way, different ways that we, come, we have come to know God. But here Bible says, we can know God through love. Everyone who loves, knows God. Are you with me? Everyone who loves, knows God. So let's read verse again, 1 John chapter 4 verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You know, Bible says, John says, God is the ultimate source of love. Without God, there is no love at all. There is no love at all. Now, love is the, the means through which God reaches the mankind. That's the reason he sent his only begotten son. You know, God has access to mankind. God has access to you and me today because he loves. Because of his love. Love is of God. And God is love. But love is not God. Right? God is love. But love is not God. You know, there are other religions they teach love is God. But love is not God. Are you with me? Are you okay? Love is not God. But who is God? Love. God is love. Okay? Now, listen to me carefully. God, being like a sun in the solar system. You all know about solar system, right? How many planets are there in the solar system? Let's do some physics here, astronomy here. How many planets are there in the solar system? Eight? Very good. Nine? Excellent. Nine? Oh, okay. So totally how many? Nine. Okay. You make me to forget the truth, actually, the fact. You know, I just lost my number, actually, what I had. Okay. So we need to do a little bit of homework. How many planets? Oh, my God. Twelve? Okay. Somebody says twelve. Eight? Okay, okay, I think, it's, I think it's easy to come back to scripture, right? <laughs> okay, right? 
Right. We, we, we give respect to those astronauts and astronauts, right? And cosmonauts, right? So we will give us, we re really respect them, honor them. Right. Now, God is the source of love and God is like sun in the solar system. Now, we all know that sun is the only star in the solar system, right? I'm considering the planets. All the planets are not stars. They don't have ability to em uh, emit light by themselves. They reflect the light from, they receive from sun. Now, who is this like sun? Our God is like sun. And the children of God, the church, is expected to receive light from God and reflect light to others. Right? Now, when you talk in terms of love, God is the ultimate source of love. Listen to me. God is the ultimate source of love. And we expect, you know, to receive love from God. And we expect to emanate love to others. Love to others. So God is the ultimate source of love. Listen to me. Moment you remove God out of this equation, from this equation, there is no more love. There is darkness everywhere. There is total darkness everywhere. Now, accepting God's love and loving God establishes a connection between us and God. We accept God's love. Lord, I know that you, are born. You, you came to this world for me. We accept God's love. And we love God back. You know, that is the channel through which we communicate. The communication itself is established on the basis of love. And we know more about God because we love him. The more we love God, the more we know about God. You know, same thing is true in marriage relationship. Has any of, you, any of you gone through that in your lifetime? No? No? Nobody has experienced marriage relationship in your lifetime? Okay? You're okay? Right, right. Right? So it is similar to the relationships. How do we know the spouses better? Yes? How do we know each other better? Through quarrel with each other, <laughs> right? Love each other, right? The more you love, the more you will come to know. Somebody is saying, no, 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 better not, you know, let me not go there, right? L let me just keep a little distance, you know, let me keep away, it's safe for her and as well as safe for me. Right, so the more we love our spouse, the more we will come to know her desires, her expectations, her attitude, her behavior, areas that are sensitive to her, the things that you can talk to her, the things that you cannot talk to her, and there are times even when you want to share things with him, right? So, you know, we will come to know more depending on how much you love your spouse. It's the same kind of relationship. The more you love God, the more you know about him. The more you love him, the more he is going to tell about him. The more he is going to, you, you are going to know about our God, and you will try to please him, in fact. You know, love relationship will really help you to know each other. Loving each other will help us to realize, you know, how do we know them better? So Bible says, John says, when you love each other, you will know God. You know, start loving people, somebody who is in need of love. You know, you will know how much God loves you. You will know more about God. Loving God as well as loving others, they are going to really help you to know more about our God. So we are, we are in the first section. Knowing God through 
love. And Bible says it is very clear in verse 19, we will not go there. God loved us first. Did we love him first? No, not at all. God loved us first and we responded to his love. It is God who really loved us first. And the love was initiated by God and because Bible says, you know, he sent Jesus as a propitiation. That means he's, Jesus became a peaceable settlement between mankind and between God. If Jesus would not have been there, you know, the sin, the penalty of the sin was not paid and the things were not settled. We are found sin, still, still sinners and we are found carrying guilt in our lives. But Jesus came as a propitiation. You know, we are able to have a good relationship with our God, the Father. So the more we accept the love of God, the more we know him. The more we love our God, the more we know him. The more we love others, we will know more about our God. So we talked about knowing God through love. Let's move further. Verses 12 to 16. Seeing God through love. We are going to read one key scripture there. Verse 12. Shall we read that together? No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. And this is what I'm trying to, this is what I, I know I could understand from this scripture. This is what I could write if you go to the next slide. No one has seen God. God is too big and magnificent and brilliant for us to see him because that's the reason Bible says no one has seen God. God. What will happen if you see God? We die. Even Moses couldn't stand withstand in front of God. You know, when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, you know, people were not able to even see Moses, the face of Moses. You know, they were so afraid, terrified. Because God is a God who is so brilliant, so powerful, so magnificent. He is an almighty God. You know, today we don't see the one face of God. We see the other face of God that is compassionate and loving and caring and still gracious. But there is another face of God. We all know about it. We go to the book of Revelation. We know about, you know, what kind of God we serve. We think about, you know, we read about the book of Daniel. We Ezekiel and Jeremiah and all those prophetical books. We know who our God is. You know, God is too big and magnificent or brilliant for us to see him. But at the same time, he can be seen inside of us as he abides or he takes residence or he lives when we love one another. That's what the scripture says. When we love one another, can you go back to the scripture now? No one has seen God at any time. Read that with me again. At any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. Listen to me. This is scripture. If we love one another, then God abides in us. Then God abides in us. We cannot see God. But we can see God through the act of love. We can see God through the act of love. This is important. When we love others, in their comfort that we give them, in the smile that we put in their face when we love them. You know, I have seen all along, you know, just, you know, when we pray for them, just, you know, put your hands around them and just pray. That makes a huge difference in their lives. No one would have touched them in any, in any point of time in their lives. But when you touch them, you know, they feel the love. They feel the comfort. And when we see the smile in their face, in the gratitude, the way the God is blessing them, we see God. We see God. Because that's what Bible says, if we love one another, another 
God abides in us. But otherwise we are not seeing God. When you love God, and the further the scripture says, we receive the Holy Spirit. And through Holy Spirit, we see God. Because he resides inside of us. You know, sometimes we want to see God. Many times we pray, Lord, can I see you, Lord? How many of us want to see God? We all of us, right? All of us would like to see him. But God's saying, if you want to see God, start showing love to others. That's what the scripture says. If you will love one another, God abides. God abides. Otherwise, no one has seen God. You know, God is expecting us to love people around us. Someone said to love another person is to see the face of God. To see the face of God. And the reason why missionaries, they need to leave everything and go to the jungle and share the love of Christ. And as they share the love of Christ, when the souls turn back to Christ, they see the face of Christ in their lives. You know, I believe that's the very reason God had made us in his own image. In his own image. This morning, God expects us to love. And this love is, God expects us to love unconditionally, sacrificially. You know, even if they do wrong, still God expects us to learn. Even if they don't understand us, still God expects us to love. You know, this is, it's not easy. It's not easy, but that's what God expects us. Loving others, I just talked a little more about it. You know, just give an idea how much we can love others. We all get into the trouble of loving people. And eventually we get into trouble. See whether we can help. Loving others include certainly helping them, supporting them. Sometimes even we need to spend our money to help people. But there is a limit for all the things we can do. When we help others, you know, by doing all these things, that sets an expectation within us. Now, what do we get in terms of return? Don't you get that feeling? Yes? I get that. Don't you get that feeling? No? Oh, it looks like you are saints. You know, when we help others, how much you help, you know, you pour yourself into their lives, you expect certain return. Don't we? Not always. It's good, right? The human tendency is to expect something in return. But the love that Jesus is talking about is a love without any motivation behind. Without any expectation behind. Without expecting anything in return. Bible says, do not grow weary. Can you read that scripture, Galatians 6, 9? And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You know, Bible says, do not grow weary. Don't become tired in doing good. Are you with me this morning? You know, God expects us to do good for others. Let's not grow weary. Loving others... You know, I believe loving others is more than just helping them. Listen to me. You know, sometimes we want to help people. We want to support them. We want to, you know, bless them with, with, with financially. We want to bless them. We do all these things. But loving others is much more than extending physical help. Listen to me. I believe loving others is a creating a feeling of belonging. Creating a feeling of acceptance. Creating a feeling of inclusion. To include others. And even strangers. 
I believe that is what is the love that God is talking about. It creates a feeling in others that they are not alone. You are there for them. You know, that's a great feeling. You know, all of us came to this nation as an immigrant, most of us. And when we come to this nation, when somebody cares for us, someone loves us, it creates, you know, more than the support and encouragement they need, support or the benefits they need, it gives them a feeling that there is somebody who thinks about me. There is somebody to care for. You know, all of us went through it. So I'm not ashamed to talk about it. When we land in the airport, that's what you expect. Can't we see a known face? Right? So it, it's all true. It's more than money or more than help that we can give. It is a feeling that we create among people to accept them, to include them, you know, to keep them as part of our lives. And that's the love that the you know, Bible is talking about. So the message here, John is saying, God abides in you, not only by praying, not only by reading Bible and meditating the word of God and walking in holiness, not only living a separated life, God abides in you when you love one another. And this is the message I want to communicate this morning. In the church, in the family, you know, sometimes we have, we all go through difficult times, you know, of unable to talk to some people for some reason. It happens within family. It happens within church. Sometimes we are not able to talk to others for some reason. And if we read that scripture and put the scripture put our situation in the front of this word of god if we don't show our love no matter what they have shown to us and i believe this morning god is talking to you talking to me in spite of loving them people have shown very bad things to you in return they have given they are not given anything good at all your experience was bad you never wanted to go back to that man again you never wanted to go back to her again but god is saying in spite of that, in spite of all this, I want you to love one another. Only then God abides in you. God is telling this morning, let's not give room to devil. We may not be able to love everybody in the same way we love everyone, others. But God expects us to ask not to reject people in our lives. You can keep a distance. But still you can maintain a good relationship with people. God expects us to do that. Let's move further. Verse 17 to 19. The consummation of love. John chapter 4 verse 1 John chapter 4 verse 18. Shall we read this together? There is no fear in love. But perfect love. Can you all read? Cast out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. There is no fear in love. So verses 17 to 19, we talk about the consummation of love. It talks about the closeness, or it talks about the bondedness, or the connectedness between husband and wife. The consummation is the term which is used to represent the love between husband and wife. You know, the Bible says, the moment you come together in marriage, you become one flesh one flesh amen is it still valid in 2019 yes okay one flesh and the love the consummation is the term that is you know representing the love between husband and wife and it talks about the closeness and bondedness and togetherness and that love is the extreme love 
Amen? Yes? Still you believe? That love is the extreme love. And that love is the climax of all. Are you with me? Yes? Okay, I don't hear much sound. Yes? And that is the eros love. Or it's a passionate love. The love is a romantic love. It's a most affectionate love than the all. The love between husband. I mean, that's how it's supposed to be. Right? That's how, that's how we want that to be. And that's what is the consummation of love. And Bible says, there is no fear in love. Can you read that with me? But perfect love casts out fear. How do we explain this? Now let me try to explain this to women. Okay, I'm talking to women now. And hopefully those men who are listening to me, they will understand. Did you get that right? I'm going to talk to women now. Now let's assume that your husband, your husband is a very tough and rough guy. Okay? And everybody is afraid of him. The moment he walks into your house, there is absolute silence. Have you come across people like that in your life? Yes? Okay. So he is you know, very rough and tough. Now you are his wife. I'm talking to women. Now you are his wife. Listen to me. Now he loves you so much. And you love him so much. Even though your husband is very tough and rough, you love him so much and he loves you so much. Now when all the family members and all the co-workers are so afraid of him, you absolutely have no fear for him. Why? Because you love him so much and he loves you so much. You don't have any fear for him at all. Bible says the perfect love casts fear out. You know, we don't need to be afraid of anybody if we love people. We don't need to be afraid of God if we love God and accept his perfect love. Perfect love casts out fear. Let's move further, verses 20 to 21. The final section, obedience to the commandment of love. Obedience to the commandment of love. God doesn't want us to become, at times, too spiritual by ignoring and neglecting those who need our love. Well, sometimes that becomes our problem. First John, let's read the scripture again. First John 4.20 If someone says, I love God, can you read that with me? And, yeah, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? You know, many times you would have read the scripture. Many times you would have heard the scripture. It becomes so familiar. And when we read through the scripture, it doesn't do anything at all. It is so familiar, right? But we want to read that again. You know, forget those familiarity and let's read that again. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? It's simply, if you want to say, we cannot really say that I don't love my husband, but I love my Jesus. Amen? You cannot say that I don't love my wife, but I love my Jesus. Can you say that? I would say better you come out of that marriage relationship in Jesus' name. We cannot say that. You know, even though we are just laughing, but you know, there's a truth. That is, there, is the, there is a truth. We cannot say that I don't like my parents, but I love my 
Jesus. You cannot say that I don't like my children or my child, but I love my Jesus. Because Bible says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, who is he? He is a liar. And liar, can liar go to heaven? No. Liars cannot go to heaven. If one pastor doesn't speak to another pastor, can the pastor go to heaven? And if one believer doesn't speak to another believer in the church, can the believer go to heaven? He can go to church, certainly. He cannot go to heaven. If the believer of one church doesn't speak to the believer of another church, can they go to heaven? No. John says, you are fake Christians. You are fake Christians. I mean, this is just a scripture. You don't know your God. Because you don't love him and you don't love others. And if you don't love others, there is no way you can see God. You can see some image, you can see some vision, but that's not God. That's not God. Love is a commandment. If you read the second last part of it, he... Can you read that as the last part of it? He who loves God must love his brother. The first part, right? He who loves God, it says, must love his brother. So it's a commandment. Loving others is not an option. It is given as a commandment. I won't read one more scripture. John chapter 13 verse 34. If you can read that with me. A new commandment. These are the words of Jesus. Can you read that together? A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another. It is a commandment as I have loved you. That you also love one another. It is given as a commandment. It's not given as an option. Listen to me, even in military, can you listen for a few more minutes? We'll close in prayer. Even in military, orders can be disobeyed. Even in military, there is a provision. If it involves committing a crime, order can be disobeyed. Or if there are alternate means to accomplish the mission, order can be disobeyed. Or if disobeying an order will lead to a better outcome, then the consequences of following the original order, order can still be disobeyed in the military. But the commandment of loving one another cannot be disobeyed because it is the commandment of God who has the ultimate authority. And when he orders, nothing can go wrong. And when he says us to do certain things, there cannot be alternate method or there cannot be a better outcome. It must be obeyed. The consequence of not obeying or disobeying the commandment takes us, leads us to the eternal punishment of hell. And I believe this morning, not because that, you know, we are certainly, we are afraid of hell, certainly. But the expectation of God or the heart of God is to love others. Can we all stand for a moment this morning before we close?